Hello, I'm Casey. And I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And this week, Alice baked something for us. <laughs> yes. I uh, I offered Emily some leche. <laughs> uh, I had to decline. Yes. <laughs> El booby leche. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't blame you for declining. <laughs> so, I mean, what goes good with milk? Cookies. Cookies. So, yeah, Ellie is so kind. She decided to make us some cookies. Um, and they are exquisite. They are. They're so good. They have... So, we were trying to think of, like, Emily... Ellie, sorry. Ellie didn't tell us the name of them. So, we're just going to wing it. <laughs> they are called Salted Pretzel peanut butter chocolate chip cookies yeah so pretty much a bundle of god's great everything yeah (laughs) a bundle of sugar and salt yes (laughs) oh my gosh they're really good though so thanks alice speaking of bundles of god's great everything (gasps) yeah last week i had my baby jillian sky she is she came out eight pounds 21 and a half inches long oh my gosh and she is beautiful what do you think emily she's gorgeous and yeah. i love her i wouldn't believe you <laughs> if you said anything else because there's, there's zero chance she's not the best maybe <laughs> there's zero chance that like if someone told me my baby was ugly i'd be like you're lying like she's just you're the prettiest ugly. <laughs> you're ugly. yeah no she's just the prettiest baby i've ever seen just so perfect Oh, anyway, I'm only a little in love. She's so, <laughs> so precious. And obviously that's why we didn't have an episode last week. But. Yeah, but hey, we're back at it again. You know, um, it works really well because I'm, you know, we always record at my house anyway. And mm-hmm. we have the baby's Nana babysitting her right now. Oh, is that what she's called? Nana? Yeah, Nana. Oh, I didn't even ask your mom. Oh. I still, well, I keep on calling her, like, Grammy or Gam Gam on accident, but I feel like it's going to be easier. <laughs> I think it'll be easier when um, uh, Jillian grows up and can, like, yeah. actually call her those names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so let's talk about something a little bit more sinister than babies. Yeah. I, it actually, like, feels <laughs> weird to me, like, knowing that there's a small infant in the night room. Like, what if she hears? <laughs> well, she, she's sleeping. She's been listening for the last nine months in my belly, so... Oh, shoot, that's right. <laughs> so she's already been exposed. <laughs> Dang, this whole time so far, this yeah. entire podcast, you've been pregnant. I know. And now you're mom, officially. Yes, and um, now when we make alcoholic drinks, I can actually add the alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so there is one week where, um, and Emily, you're going to have to tell me when this fits in, but there's this drink that I want to try called a Bloody Bastard. Oh, Okay. I know, and so that kind of seems. Is it like a Bloody sinister. Mary? But you know, I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't look <laughs> at the ingredients, but you know, now that you say that, probably probably hmm. the other end of it. I don't know, maybe at whiskey instead of vodka or something. That would probably be easy to tie into anything because you could just say <laughs> yeah. this person's a Bloody Mary. Yeah, right. we're gonna have a Bloody Mary. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm, sounds interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's get started. Okay. So, this case uh, is in Russia. So, 
if I butcher some names, sorry. <laughs> I tried to like practice pronouncing them, but you know, Russian. <laughs> okay, so his name, this is a serial killer whose name is Alexander Pishuskin, I think. And he's also known, he has a couple different names because, you know, of most course. serial killers do. The Bitska, Bitsa Park Maniac or the Chessboard Killer. Oh, chessboard killer. I, I like that one. I think that one sounds fancy, yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Is that bad to say? I don't know. Well, it's kind of like the Night Stalker. It took forever for them to yeah. land on a name for him. They can't, they had some pretty stupid ones at first. The walk-in killer, I think, was yeah, one of them. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so anyway, mm. so I feel like every serial killer has to have a name. And even even the media, everyone wants them to have like a yeah. kind of a cool name. You want to... Which is really messed up. Identify. I, we might have talked about this at the we time. We did. We said, when we were talking about Night Stalker, we were like, they should all have stupid names. But yeah. then when they do have a stupid name, you're like, ugh. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh, well. I don't know. It makes them sound more um, more scary when they have, like, a, a cool name. Yeah. The Chessboard Killer. The Chessboard Killer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's hear we'll about it. We'll find em. out why. Because chess is so scary. Yeah, I know. <laughs> What did he do with the chess boards? I don't know. <laughs> so he was born in Matisse. Nope. I'm just going to say Moscow because okay. he was born in Moscow, but it's like a section of Moscow. Okay. Um, oh, I think I got a go feed baby. Okay. So let's take a break. <laughs> BB's crying. Okay. We're back. <laughs> Sorry about that. So Alexander... He was a teenager when he first committed murder. <gasps> bum, bum, bum. So what happened was he pushed a boy out of a window and he died. Oh my gosh. And that boy's death was ruled a suicide. And then all these years pass because he gets caught. So that, that happened in 1992 mm-hmm. and he doesn't get caught till 2006. Holy crap. So he they didn't know that was a murder up until he was caught and he confessed to that. So it was, oh it was a suicide all those years. Oh my gosh. Imagine being that family thinking that your son I commit suicide and then you're like you're thinking about, oh, what could I have done? Like how could I have helped him? Yeah. And that's a lot of stuff that you're going through mentally. Mm-hmm. And then and then to find out that this person actually was murdered. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of, it might be like a little bit of a relief. Like, it's, yeah, I mean, it would definitely alleviate some of that pain, but then like, I feel like a new pain but then would it's new pa- yeah. be substituted. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It's like thinking about then that life that was taken. Yeah. I mean, you fam- as a family member, I if I was in that situation, I would think, okay, he didn't want to leave us. He didn't choose to. Mm-hmm. So that would make me feel better. But, like, at the same time... Then he didn't choose. I wouldn't then, feel good. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. That's so hard. Yeah. But his whole MO, because most serial killers have a thing, right. you know, yeah. um, is really he saw it as a competition, so Russia's most prolific serial killer is Andrei Chikatilo, Chikatilo. Mm-hmm. and he his trial happened in 1992 for 52 murders. And 1992 is the time he is the year 
Alexander first killed somebody. Huh. So he, his whole thing was he wanted to beat Andre's record of murders. And he kind of just saw it as like a game. And oh. that was basically it, really. He just thought it was fun. Which is just, it's, that's more terrible than anything else. Just that like so murder for sport up. is like, it's so worse scary. than motivation to me. Yeah, no, definitely. It's scary because, I mean, for the victims, there's no really protection because, I mean, how, how, at that point, how does he pick his victims? Yeah. It's um, scary. Yeah. Oh, also, my sister corrected us. Oh, they yes. are um, salted butterscotch chocolate cookies no peanut butter <laughs> wait no you said it wrong and pretzel yes <laughs> and pretzel <laughs> i always forget the pretzel part they're and, amazing though yeah i mean it's just like a little bit of everything except for caramel and um <laughs> peanut butter, peanut butter. <laughs> not <in there. laughs> those are not in there uh, anywho so he has a couple um later he'll alexander says the first murder it's like first love it's unforgettable which is disgusting. Blech. Yeah. So his spree of killing really started in 2001. He um, he had a dog that he would walk in Bitsa Park frequently. And then he the dog died. And he would tell people, oh, do you want to come drink with me at my dog's grave? That's why I'm here at this park all the time. And his target was elderly homeless men. Aww. who were just in the park because he'd be like well i've got some vodka and like lure them with like drinks and stuff like that and the, these homeless men would be like okay you know someone's offering company and vodka yeah so okay you know this is this is really bizarre to me because if if his whole goal was to be like andre and to kill 52 people or more mm-hmm. then that would mean that he would be planning on getting caught at some point because he wants to go down for killing all those people. He right. wants to be known for that. Yeah. So then at what point is he planning on getting caught? But then if you're going through and you're killing homeless men, I it's unfortunate to say, but they're not going to be missed as much as killing someone in the in, that has like a family in a exactly. home. Exactly. So he's not going to get caught doing that. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I mean... It's more than just a competition. It's like he gets... he, he I mean, it's just because he likes it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. so messed up. So after drinking with them for a while, he would kill them from behind to avoid blood getting on his clothes. And his method, he would hit them in the head with a hammer. And he claimed... Ugh. He claimed he just really liked the sound of a skull cracking. Oh my and gosh. Oh, that just sh- sent shivers down my spine. I That's know. so messed That's up. That's just disgusting. Like, Ugh. a... Ugh. Find something else that makes that sound. I know. Like, crack, crack your knuckles egg. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Try to find something that makes that sound. Ugh. Oh, gross. Come on. That's so, That's so messed up. I wonder if he, like, thinks of messed up things to say or if that's genuinely what's going through his mind yeah because he wants obviously his he wants to be famous for it so maybe he'll say things that he knows are outrageous yeah that are really just gonna mess with people yeah um but 
After that, he then stuck bottles of vodka in the hole he would make in their head um, to make sure they were dead, like as an added measure. And I mean, what is going through your brain? That's so messed up. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then to cover his tracks, he would throw the bodies down a sewer that was in the park. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes the victims were still alive. And when their bodies are found, they were determined to have drowned in the <gasps> sewer rather than um, from the blow to the head. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That's so sad. I know. Those poor men. Yeah. And at first, these crimes were relatively unknown because, like you said, they were mostly elderly homeless men, so they weren't, like, easy to identify. A lot of times, the bodies weren't found, but around 2003 is when the public really started to notice, so that went on for quite a few years. And actually, he confessed that he knew some of these 20, at least 20 of his victims. He actually knew them from playing chess with them in the park. Oh. And, um, because I, I guess in Russia, like, chess is, like, a big deal there. And there's, like, chess boards often set up in parks there well, that yeah. you can play. They have those, I mean, I only know this, actually, from Malcolm in the Middle for some reason. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in that show, they have that where, like, in the park, there's chess boards set up. So I know that there are places, like, even in America that, yeah. like... It's just something that people go do. They all go and meet up and play chess. If I played chess, that'd be fun, but I don't. Yeah, <laughs> you know, chess is, I, I think it's a lot more fun than um, people make it out to be. I think that, yeah. like it's kind of turned into something geeky, but I've tried it before and I remember enjoying it. Yeah, I just think it's really complicated. Like, I can't picture myself being able to memorize all those chessboard moves. And the strategy, yeah. I don't know. I watched The Queen's Gambit, and I'm like, chess looks so hard. Like, that show's all about chess. I'm like, I watched Harry Potter. And <laughs> yeah, and that too. Chess looks really, really, chess. It looks really scary. Uh, Ron was not hit, by the way. I don't know why he falls so dramatically <laughs> off that horse. Go, go without me. <laughs> so around 2003 is when he kind of changes it up. And starts to kill, like, younger men and women. Um, and starts, instead of throwing them in the sewer to cover his tracks, he starts getting, like, I don't know, sloppier or if it's intentional, but leaving them out on the park for anybody to see. And he mixed up the method, too. A few of them were found, like, strangled. So the public is obviously becoming very aware of this at this yeah. time. They realize there's a serial killer in the city. And they started calling him the Bitsevsky Maniac, which is the name mm -hmm. of the park, but it's also called Bitsa for short, so, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and his murders, even though the public was afraid and um, realizing it more, they continued for another three years until he was caught in 2006. Jeez. And I, I can't imagine all of the, all of his murders happen in the same spot, the park, and it, I mean, it's it's a very very large park mm -hmm. in Moscow, but um, it's like a forest basically. But still, if it's in one area, like, don't you think for after three years you would find something or somebody like right? Like, don't you think you should kind of be keeping an eye out? Maybe don't go to the park by yourself. Like, have yeah. more 
police patrolling the area. Yep. You know, pay attention to who hangs out at the park. Yeah. It just seems like really... It almost seems like it was overlooked because of his... Who he was going after. I mean, if he mm-hmm. was going after kids or women or just, like, family men, you know, then yeah. you'd think that he would be more likely to, like, there'd be more of an investigation. Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. And he, you're probably right. Well, a couple things. He probably got bored of his, of kind of like, the same MO every single time. Yeah. Um, so he's probably switching it up. And also, like, what, like, what we were saying is he wants to get caught eventually. Like, that sounds like it's his goal. Yeah. So I, yeah, it's probably, like, when he starts getting, quote, unquote, sloppier, mm-hmm. he may be approaching his goal. Right. So he's like, maybe I can get caught now. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. I think you're right. And I think that he, but I think he does get some kind of pleasure out of killing people. And then the whole hitting him with a hammer actually wasn't doing it for him anymore. Yeah. That's my guess. Ugh, imagine getting bored of murdering somebody. Like, come on. Gotta think of new ways. Ugh. Well, in 2000, February 2006, about 200 officers are now deployed to the park okay. to patrol it. Um, and they had a tip that somebody who could have been the killer um, was there. So the officers detained this suspect... Um, but the suspect pulled a knife on one of the police officers and broke out of the handcuffs. And as he was running away, the police shot him in the leg and he was hospitalized. And it wasn't him. It was not the killer. So, I mean, he still going to jail maybe, now. <laughs> maybe was suspicious pulling a knife on an officer right. and stuff like that. But it wasn't who they were looking for still a uh, as the kids would say sus yes character. <laughs> sus. i didn't know what that meant for a while <laughs> and i'd hear it and i'd be like i think it means suspicious but you never know with this slang right <laughs> yeah like oh he's sus uh, suspicious gen z <laughs> <laughs> anywho um so in early june 2006 police found the body of 35 year old marina mosklayova wow that was good thank you um in a river in the park oh that's bad yeah she had several blows to the head which is consistent with Mm -hmm. you know his earlier crimes and she also had wooden stakes driven into her eyes (gasps) and through her skull oh i know i mean why why i oh why any of this but like that the extra measure some killers do it's just like you have no regard yeah. for humanity at all did you say how old she was she was 35 okay mm-hmm. and police discovered that and alexander pashuskin maybe mm-hmm. um was involved because they realized they knew each other so they worked at a grocery store together and that day she had actually left a note for her 15 year old son saying she was going on a walk with him and she wrote down his name and his phone number for her son oh so he's definitely i mean if he didn't think she would do that i don't know but maybe he wanted to get caught i don't know right but um 
Yeah. Um, so he was very traceable because of that note she left for her son. Mm-hmm. And when they found her body, they found a metro ticket in her pocket. So they went um, to the Moscow metro system, and the last footage of her alive is her and Alexander With together him. on the platform. Wow. Yeah. So... Well, I, I'm just saying, like, well, he, uh, there it is. Yeah. And also, like, what you said earlier, like, it was a younger woman's body who got him caught like not you know the elderly homeless men like there's obviously there's just more attention but also she did have all this trail of evidence on her as well right when they didn't but well that's the whole thing is she had she had someone missing her right away yes you know so Mm -hmm. she had someone that was like you know pushing this along a little bit which is unfortunate yeah but so now he clearly, I mean, he knew, he said he knew, like, 20-something of his victims. Mm-hmm. He clearly knew her. I mean, I just can't believe that. Like, and why would he pick her and then to go that far with it, too, and it, for it to be a woman now? Yeah. It seems like there's more to this specific one than there to the other ones, you yeah. know? I'm not, yeah. It's, it's strange how he just changed it up and yeah yeah but he was arrested on june 15th 2006 with a full confession he was 33 years old at the time of his arrest and he claimed that while killing people he felt like god because he could decide whether they lived or not so Uh. that was another factor of why he liked it and then he has this he's most known for this quote that he says um, for me, life without killing is like life without food for you. And he said, I felt like the father of all these people since it was I who opened the door for them to another world. I'm like, oh okay, by killing them and like, you're, yeah, no. Sign him up for the loony bin. Come on. Yeah. And he does get psychiatrically evaluated and he was found to be mentally unstable i don't know what his official Mm -hmm. diagnosis is though i mean when you have that kind of complex where you're basically calling yourself god like Mm -hmm. there's definitely more going on with you something wrong with you for sure yeah mentally um so police found a chessboard at his home with dates on 61 of the 64 squares (gasps) So, he, with his confession, they said, what's up with the chessboard? Why are there dates on it? He said his goal was not only to beat Andre's 52 murders, but to fill each of the 64 squares with a murder of the chessboard, which is why he's called the chessboard killer. Wow. Well, ha ha. Didn't get there. Yeah. Sir. Mm. And he admitted he was a fan of chess, and that was also how he lured some men in the park because he would know them through playing chess and wanted to mark every square on the board so police looked into the records and bodies that were found on the dates that were written and most of them added up and he's there were 61 dates but he was officially um charged with 49 i believe (laughs) because they couldn't prove or find evidence for the other number that he said did happen but they couldn't find anything on the rest of those i'm laughing at it because he didn't beat andre after all right yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. 
And then, to insult him further, uh, he didn't realize that three people he thought had died had actually survived. So he has um, 49 murders and three attempted murders. Okay. So that's 51, (laughs) if you're counting. So still doesn't beat it, even with the attempted murders. Yeah. Um, So they took him to Bitsa Park, and he reenacted the crimes for them, shows them where he threw the bodies down the sewer, and it was his reenactments and the locations he picked out were accurate with where bodies Mm -hmm. were found, and he had the right details. So police are very confident that he's not lying that at least 49 of them are due to him. Right. Which is still a very large number of people. Yeah, that really is. It's still really sad. Um, During his trial, he was kept in a glass cage, um, which I've actually seen that done. I watched, like, trial records of a case that we'll cover at some point that's in uh, Iceland. So I guess maybe it's more common in that region of the world. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I've never seen it here, but... um, What's the point? To kind of... If they have an outburst, they can't, like... Get okay. up and run or whatever, which I mean, to isolate just, them. Yeah, to isolate them further than just handcuffs, I guess. That's true. Um, you know what I was thinking about though. So remember our very first episode, the Starved Rock case. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember making fun of the fact that the police officers went out and they felt the need, like after this guy had already confessed, they felt the need to take him out to yeah and then that he like brought up the fact that the plane flew over and Mm -hmm. sure enough that checked out you know and then later on the guy tried to take it back and tried to say that that had never happened yeah they had so many so much evidence from his confession that they were really confident that it had anyway so that kind of sounds like this situation where I probably would have been like, why were they that excessive with it? Why did they take him to the park and have him reenact it? But yeah. once again, it's probably really smart because it probably helps solidify the trial a little bit. Yeah. I mean, if he's able to identify all of this stuff, it would be way harder to later try to disprove it. Like, then why would you do this? You know? And then you're thinking about it and you're like, okay, so then why... Um, yeah, like, if someone came up to me and said, I killed 49 people. Like, you, you, he gets caught for one murder. And he's mm-hmm. like, yeah, and I killed 48 others. Or, like, whatever, you know? Yeah. And it's, like, so willy-nilly with the confessions. Then that would kind of make me think, okay, no, this guy is just mentally unstable. And it's just, like... Yeah. And it's just making stuff up. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Glass box. Glass box. He, during this trial... He also asked the court to add an additional 11 bodies to his official count, (laughs) bringing it to 60 with three survivors. Um, (laughs) Of course he did. Yeah. And he claims, this is, quote, he said, I thought it would be unfair to forget about those 11 other people. Oh, boo. No, you just want your numbers to go up. Which, I mean, I wouldn't want them to be forgotten either. They don't need to be remembered by but, that. Yeah, but also, no. And he couldn't remember their names either. So it's not like he's giving names. He's just, he's stated for the court, yeah, there's another 11 people. But that couldn't be proven because they didn't have any evidence. 
So he just wanted to get to to a higher number. Yeah, it's possible, but I know I'm sure he. There's did. no evidence. Yeah, I'm sure he did kill that many people, but yeah, you know. So even though he requested it to be sixty, um, on October twenty fourth, two thousand seven, it took a jury only three hours to decide he was guilty of fifty one charges, forty eight counts of murder. And three counts of attempted murder is what he was officially charged with. Um, He was sentenced to life in prison with the first 15 years to be spent in solitary confinement, which is the maximum in Russia that you can receive. Mm -hmm. Um, 15 years in solitary is a long time. Yeah, if he's mentally stable now, he's not going to be. No. (laughs) No. Um... He had a couple interviews, and I pulled where um, one quote that was just crazy from that after uh-huh. after he was arrested. So he says, "Human life is not too long. It is cheaper than a sausage. My lawyer, I would cut him open like a fish. I would have killed him like an insect, and I would receive much pleasure from the process. I would cut him up and make belts out of his flesh. But as for remembering everyone I killed, who and when and where, that I don't remember. I don't even care to remember. He has no regard for anybody or zero remorse. life." And, like, the lawyer is, like, the only person on his side. Yeah. And yet, he's He's still trying to. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. Whatever. And he's like, I would make belts out of them. You never did that before. Yeah. You're just being outrageous. He's just trying to be over the top, trying to get some quotes in. Yeah. You know, I watched something. That was a weird sound I just made. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, I watched something and it was this woman that's a lawyer and she is a defense lawyer, um, and she will, you know, um, defend some pretty nasty criminals, mm-hmm. um, which I don't know. I don't even really know how that all works as far as being a lawyer. Cause I don't know how I, I if I could possibly like, can you choose not to defend? You, you can. When you go to law school, you can choose to study prosecution or defense. Okay. Yeah. But even if they're guilty, then you're still required to defend them, mm-hmm. which is yeah. weird to me. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> that, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But so this girl, she's talking about it and she says, like, she's not afraid of her clients because she's the one, she's the only one that's on their side and she knows that they actually have her back. Yeah. So wow. now, now looking at that, well, maybe not all of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this Some guy people hate their lawyers. totally willing. Yeah. Um, another outrageous claim he makes later in life, like after being locked up, um, his whole thing originally when he was first arrested and confessing was to beat Andre Chiclado, Chicatillo's record, whatever his last name is, um, and also to fill the spaces on a chessboard. But later he said, yeah, I would have kept killing as long as possible, as long as I got, until I got caught. So maybe his goal changed maybe he would have kept killing personally i think he would have just kept going on but. i think you're right i mean once you yeah because he's already got that going he's just like okay gonna continue beat beat andre and anyone in the future even more so yeah make it more difficult i mean i still see it as him seeing it as a competition but there's more to it than that like he really 
he was just he seemed to like up it. and he yeah. liked it too much and he saw, had this like weird god complex he totally did and he says he doesn't regret or repent anything that everything happened exactly how he wanted it to be and that he never had any motivation rather than the pure thrill of killing so that's to me says someone who definitely would have continued this forever like right yeah i think you're right so I'm glad he's rotting in prison, and so is he still? No, he's, is he still in solitary? Then two thousand seven. Would this be his last year? He has one more year in solitary. Wow. Yeah. That's. But. I yeah. I mean, I wonder. I wonder how he's doing. <laughs> I hope Probably not. Going well. a little crazy. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not. Well. I don't feel bad for him. If you don't have remorse or repentance. Is that a word? Yeah. Repentance? Yeah. You don't repent at all. Like, I don't have any pity for you. No. And the thing is, I mean, not only is he, like, not repenting and stuff, but, like, he goes out and he kills people and treats a human life like like it's nothing. And it's just so so sickening because he just takes advantage of these people that were so helpless, like Mm -hmm. the homeless takes advantage of them and that and he got away with so much and i think it's because of the fact that they're homeless i mean yeah that's like that's a lot of the story with like all these other serial killers in america that have like killed prostitutes and Mm -hmm. you know they get away with it because because people don't miss prostitutes as much right there's just not as many people normally looking for them or who know them or yeah which is unfortunate and if they if they disappear it's kind of like well, that's that's how the that's how our life kind of works as far as like mm-hmm. living. I don't know. Like yeah, being homeless, it's like, oh, where'd Larry go? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what I'm oh, saying. It's my Papa's not. name. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. Picked a bad name. <laughs> but, but no, I yeah, that's totally unfortunately how it is in most cases. Yeah, but yeah. So All that right. was our rush first russian case yes so those of you listening in russia we gave you a shout out (laughs) but i mean i don't know because in the end when i don't know andre's whole story maybe we'll have to cover yeah we'll go back and do his story because he seemed from what i got from this he seemed really messed up crazy as well and yeah yeah so that's the whole thing is and Andre is still Russia's number one to this day. Right. So we will cover that sometime. Okay, that sounds good. And if anyone wants to correct us on our pronunciation, yeah, feel free. Um, we will not take offense. I'm sorry if we have offended you by our pronunciation. <laughs> I love Russian names. I think they sound awesome and they're really mm. cool. Unfortunately, I can't pronounce them unless I really try. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Whoops. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. My name is Casey. I'm Emily. And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.